Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Confessions of a Crappy Christian is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. I'm your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake Guichet, and I'm so pumped to be bringing you season two of this show, packed full of more people telling incredible stories of who God is and what he's done. All right, y'all, this week's guest is Jamie Ivey. Totally chill. No big deal. I'm kidding. It's a huge deal. Jamie is a fellow podcaster, and she is the author of multiple books. Today, we are talking about her newest one, UBU, and we're chatting all about how to avoid getting caught up in comparison and discontent and how to glorify God with your gifts right where you are. Jamie Ivey, thank you so much and welcome to the show. Like, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So you don't necessarily need to introduce yourself. You're kind of, you know, require no introduction, but I would love it for the people who don't know who you are. If you would just tell us a little bit about yourself and your life and your family, just to kind of get us rolling. Would love to. And just so you know, I love being on the other side of the microphone because my job has me on your side all the time. It's so fun. I just sit here. I'm like, so you're fun. in charge. I don't have to I don't make yeah, any decisions. Ask me the questions. I don't have to do anything. I just sit here. Uh, my yeah. name's Jamie Ivy. I live in Austin, Texas with my husband and four kids and two dogs. And we love our dogs. Do you have dogs, Blake? We had to put our dog down. Oh, I'm so sorry. About a year and a half ago. And we just have not. He was like our first child. And we've not been able to bring ourselves I know. to. Uh, to get another one because nobody's going to be as good as Hagen was. We're dog people. So we live in Austin yeah, we are too. and I host a podcast called the happy hour, with Jamie Ivy, uh, which is why I said, it's fun to be on the other side of the microphone where you're in charge. Uh, I'm an author and a speaker. I love my kids. I love football. Yes. I love swimming. I love all the things, but that's what I do. Yeah. We talked cats before Got we tattoos. started recording. Yes. We both have tattoos. Yes. I'm a fan of so tattoos. What you kind of left out is that you are, you're kind of the OG of what we're doing right <laughs> now. You are the pie, in my opinion, you are the pioneer of Christian women stepping up and using their voices on podcasts. And for that, I want to start by just saying thank you. Oh, like, thank kind. you for using your gifts for being brave for like paving the way for the rest of us to follow behind because I know having I listen to the happy hour and so I know that you talk really openly about not believing that you could do this and that God could do this and so I personally am very thankful for your bravery and obedience you're sweet thank you 
I think we have so cool we have jobs. Book. So there's that. Uh, we have the coolest jobs. I say that all the time. I'm like, I'm sorry. I get paid to have really cool conversations. I'm sorry. How, what world do we live in? Stories. Exactly. <laughs> so your new book, UBU, comes out in October. I think right around when we're, when this airs. Uh, holy cow, do we need this book right oh, now? thanks. I need this book. Can yeah. you give us just like a quick synopsis of it? I have so many thoughts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. UBU, it's the, the tagline is why satisfaction and success are closer than you think. And I, a lot of reasons I wrote this book, um, but I, one of them is I saw a lot of women, particularly Christian women, because that's who I spend most of my time with. I saw a lot of Christian women striving for success and and, you know, like, I'm going to say this in every interview I do about this book. I want to yeah. be successful. Like, I don't want to create things that aren't successful. Who doesn't, There's right? There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Your time. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> I want to be a successful mom, parent, wife, all the things. But I started to see this trend of us thinking that, that there is this one definition of success. And that one definition, if I can't hit that, then I might as well give up. And I started seeing women believe this lie that they can – create their best life ever. And you can do whatever you want to do, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, make things happen. And again, I'm a hard worker, but I can only do what God has equipped me to do. And I can only I do know. what he's given me the talents and the passions and the giftings to do. So that was the overflow of this book of just wanting to look women in the eyes and say, sweet friend, you have everything you need to do what God's asked you to do. Now go do it. Like, it's not like you have everything you need. Cool. Hang out, take a nap. No, you have everything you need. Go do something. Get going. Get going. But don't look around and think, if I can't do what she does, I can't do anything. Because yes. that's a lie that keeps people stranded. Um, and so that's where it came from. Because I need that. And you need that. And we need sisters to look at us and say, we can do big things. But we can only do them through the strength of Jesus. And we can only do what he's equipped us to do. So that's UBU in a nutshell. This is a conversation that we've been having both on the podcast and on Instagram. People that listen regularly are not going to be surprised by that idea that you cannot hustle yourself out of God's good graces mm. and out of his perfect plan. You cannot muster up better giftings than what he's yeah. given you because you think it looks better, mm -hmm. quote unquote. Yeah. So let's talk about that first. Let's talk about how we have defined success in 2020 the age of instagram we live on our phones i mean for me and the people that i run with the lie of success is a certain number of followers on instagram uh a certain number of book deals speaking you know writing this many words a day you know growing selling dollar signs and i and i even think people who don't that's not necessarily what they quote unquote want think it's what they're supposed to want mm -hmm. well here's the problem though who sets those rules as to what success is like who right. is the creator of what equals success and so right. one day success might be fifty thousand followers on instagram well what happens when you get that then what exactly so then there's exactly. another level that you have to meet and again mm -hmm. i say all this hand in hand with like i want to do great things and i want a great podcast and create write, write right good books but we have to define what equals success for us because I want to be successful. So here's for me, what I've done is success does not equal 100,000 people listening to a podcast that I create. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. But that does not equal success. That equals you did a good job and there's a lot of people listening. 
Success equals I'm going to be faithful to do what God's asked me to do, no matter if 100,000, 50,000, or four people listen. And let me tell you, that's hard when you think like, okay, so I'm going to do this, whatever it might be, and I'm going to be faithful no matter how many people are there. I'm going to keep doing it because the world says, give up, move on. This is not worth it. But when you, when you see pivot, like make a change, uh, when you see someone like I've had conversations with people before and they're okay, I'll give you this example. This is such a fun story. So Aaron and I were in Italy a couple of years ago, which sounds really bougie and I'm sorry, but whatever we were in Italy on like a writer's, we were on a writer's retreat, which sounds even more bougie, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So we're in Italy and we go to this vineyard and it, they only sell their wine in Italy. It was so good. We like shipped some home. We met the man and it's a family run vineyard. So it's just the man and his children picking the grapes, har- oh all God. the things they do it all. Yeah. I mean, all of us, we're all creatives there. We're all just like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And then, I mean, this is all in like broken translation. His daughter speaks English. Right. This older man does not speak in English. He starts telling us that he wrote a book and we're like, Tell us what we're all writers. Okay. Right. He brings out this. I kid you not. If I could get my study Bible and bring it over here, it's like this big of papers. It's not bound. He literally is flipping pages like this, like just flipping pages open. And Aaron was like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing book. Like it's all in Italian. Like we can't read it, but we're just in awe. Right. Yeah. He said, he asked Aaron, I mean, Aaron asked the man, my husband, Aaron asked the man, where can I get this? Like you publish this. And the guy goes, no, I just wrote it for myself. You you could you should have heard a pen drop and all of our jaws were like, what you spent that much time on a project and you just wrote it for yourself. And I'll never forget that because I thought I, I I don't have any reason to believe that man was a Christian. So he wasn't coming from it from a faith standpoint. But I remember thinking to myself, he was faithful with writing that book, no matter who read it, if it was just for his kids, if he never mm-hmm. sold a copy. And that impacted me because I thought yeah. that's faithfulness. Now he, mm-hmm. he, I don't know necessarily he's being faithful to God, but he was being faithful to what he wanted to do. And yeah. so, you know, as a creative, you go, okay, as a woman, I see all these women striving for quote unquote success. And listen, the bar is constantly changing. There's no mm. way for us to write out what would be success because right. no it changes every we day. Can't. We can't. Right. And so if right. I'm going to strive for success, I'm always going to fall short and I'm always going to mm-hmm. be let down. And there's going to always be someone in front of me. Mm. I'm striving for faithfulness. I will always be doing what God has asked me to do. And listen, not to sound like churchy or anything, but when you, this is sounds so churchy. Like I feel like I'm in middle school and there's like a traveling evangelist (laughs) coming through right now with what I'm about to say, but just stick with me. It's true. When you stand before the father, like there's no reason that he's going to pull out your accolades and your success and how many podcast listeners you had, how many pieces of art you sold, how many, whatever he's going to ask if you were faithful. No, I, one of my unofficial taglines is no one is going to care if you had to swipe up in heaven. Mm-mm. Nobody. There, nobody's going to care. No. That man writing that book for no reason other than finishing well and being faithful and chronicling whatever it was he was writing about was his, it was kind of like his gift to himself mm-hmm. to do it without it having to yeah. be, having it having to perform. Yeah. Right. And how many times do people, let's speak to women specifically, not do what they feel called to do, gifted to do, equipped to do, because it's not going to meet this ever-changing bar of success. So I'm just not even gonna, I'm not even gonna start the blog, write the words, 
or like that's not that's just in this realm it may be like you said painting the art or being the best homeschool mom or being an incredible educator and teacher like how many people don't even start because that bar definition of success is always moving and always changing and feels so unattainable so it's it's hard because we get into these traps where we see people who uh will put out online or on instagram or on their blog or whatever here are the you know all these steps and then you'll you'll have what i have and listen i'm i'm all i'll say it a thousand times i'm all about working hard i'm all about trying all the things hard work is biblical 100 (laughs) percent But if I look at that woman and I look at the five steps and I think, okay, if I do all this, I'll have what she has. I'll have her influence. I'll look like her. I'll be like her. I'll do like her. A, it's unattainable. And B, it's not what God asked you to do at all. Yeah. Why should that be what I want? Because she's doing what she's doing. I need to do what God's called me to do. Yeah. But yet we do. I mean, you know, like we do. And so it's this constant battle, even, even, you know, I wrote this book and I'm having to battle this myself all the time and remind myself and remind the listeners and the readers, all the things is that it's not so much about the quantity of your influence, but it's the quality of your influence. So, you know, I, I I just wrote this talk for something I'm giving online because everything's online, right? Like it's so sad. I want to be, I want to see people so badly. Like I want to stand in front of people and look in their eyes. I'm like giving this talk to my camera and my son's behind there running it. I'm like, what life are we living? But I was just talking about leadership. And I heard a pastor friend of mine, JP, say recently, he said, if you wonder if you're a leader, look behind you and see who's following you and you're a leader. Mm. And, and, and I would go out on a limb and say that we're all leaders. Like we're all leading somebody. Absolutely. It might be the three children that you're giving 8,000 snacks to a day. Listen, I remember those mm-hmm. days. You feel like yep. this all my life adds up to, you know, right. um, or it might be your classroom or the person you work next to or whatever. And so. I want us to so believe that God has given us what we need, mm-hmm. that we don't need to desire other people's gifts, scenes, and talents um, in mm-hmm. life and relationships. Like I want to steward well the things God has given me. It's based on the parable that Jesus tells in Matthew 25, where he uh, talks about the master giving the talents mm-hmm. to his servants. In the story, that would be God and the servants would be us. And so the whole point of that story is that not who got five, who got two, who got one, but it's yep. what they did with it. Yeah. And that's, I, I want women to quit looking around thinking she has better gifts, better talents, better relationships, better time, better fill in the blank. And I want us to look at ourselves and be like, okay, here are the things God has given me. Here's where he's placed me. Here's, here's the relationships he's given me. Now, what am I going to do with it? And that's yeah. our responsibility to do something with what God's given us. And, yeah. and that's a trap women. Like there's the, there's the one, there's the flip side. That was what was hard about writing this book. There's the one woman who's like, I want to strive to be just like her. I desire her gifts. I covet her gifts. I don't enjoy what God gave me more and more and more and more success. I want it. That's it. And on the flip yes. side, there's the woman who is doing nothing. Like right. she's believing the lie that, well, I guess I'm just a it mom. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. I'm not as good as her. I'm giving up. So somewhere in the middle is where we meet with the gospel, where we see what God has done for us and given us and how we're supposed to use it. Well, and you're speaking, it's, I think what's so cool about it is that you're speaking from a position of essential success. Like you have done well, you have worked hard, you have been obedient, you have grown. And there has to be over the, the, however many years you've been in ministry. I know the happy hour is only a few years old, but I know you were doing life and doing ministry before that, that you have 
believed that, that you have believed you needed to look like someone else or someone else's talents were better than yours. And I think it's really cool that you're, and and I know you share about that in the book that, that you're sharing from a perspective, not of, okay, well I've arrived. Here's how you can do it better. You're like, no, I want to do well. I want to be successful. And I have been where you are and believed those lies. And here's kind of what was the outcome of that. Yeah. That was another difficult thing when I thought about writing this book, because I thought I don't want to be the person who's, who has the book, has the podcast to say you matter too, because that's not what the story That's That's not how it goes. It doesn't come. I'll tell you like, as it doesn't come across. Okay, good. What I love about reading this book is that it's, it has such a big sister vibe, not a, I have arrived. I am further down. I am where you should want to be, but a, Hey, you're very authentic and vulnerable, vulnerable about the lies that you did believe. You know, it's not, here's how to do this better. It's here's how to do this better because I've learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you say that. I, I want it to feel like this big sister having coffee you know, yes. Explaining here's what God has shown me. And I always wanted to feel like I have not arrived. Are you kidding? Oh my gosh. Like Mm -hmm. I, (laughs) you know, we talk about Instagram a lot because it's, it's this thing that we have right in front of us all the time, you know, like it's such a metric. It is. And comparison is not new. It's been happening since the beginning of the time, but right now in our day and age, you know, in 2020, we have this in front of us that we can look at all the time and we can start to believe lies about other people's lives. And so, you know, for me, like it was like comparison of feeling, I don't know if I'm good enough or if I'm doing well enough in this area. Sometimes I have to pull away things that make me see things that might not be true. And what I mean by that Mm. is Instagram, as much as I love it, it's my favorite place to hang out. It's a very difficult place to hang out sometimes. And so Mm -hmm. I can only hang out there if my heart is in a good place. My heart is in a bad place. It's, I can't hang out there, you know, Uh, because people will be minding their own business, putting up whatever they want because they have all the right to do that. And I'll see jealousy, envy, greed, comparison, come up in my heart. And I know, Hey, I need to check that because what I see on Instagram is not their real life. And and listen, that's, you don't see my real life on Instagram, you know, and I'm like vulnerable and honest, but you don't see a lot. And so, you know, like, for example, like I had like this girl's weekend with my daughter and it was so great and so much fun, but you know, parenting a daughter, it's hard sometimes. But, right. but I'm not putting that part up there because it's not anybody's business. You know what I mean? And so, right. so all that to say is there's this idea that we have figured it out or we've arrived, but we're all doing this together. And, you know, and, and I don't ever want it to be weird. Like, oh, it's easy for you to say, Jamie, because you actually have what I want. You know, like mm. you have a job, you have this ministry, you're, you're an author, you have a podcast. And, and the only thing I can push back on that and say to anyone that might be feeling that is there's always going to be that person. Like there's mm-hmm. always going to be that person, you know, like I enjoy teaching the Bible. I, I, I'm not like Lisa Turkhurst and I'm mm-hmm. just not ever going to be Lisa Turkhurst. And I adore Lisa Turkhurst, but if I'm always striving to be her, A, I never can. And B, honestly, I'll never do what she does because she does it right. so well. God has gifted her in ways he hasn't gifted me. And so there's just this idea that we want to be like the person that's in our eyes, quote unquote, in front of us. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's unreachable. It's unattainable. Mm-hmm. To me, it also 
Blake, it makes me feel this way that, you know, let's say that someone was leading a Bible study in their home and they like, oh, man, I wish I could do Bible studies like Beth Moore, you know, or like mm-hmm. Lisa Turkos or Crystal yeah. Evans or Priscilla Shire, whatever, fill in the blank. And they were wishing and yearning for that so much so that they started to disregard the ladies that were in their living room every week. Mm-hmm. And imagine if they had to look at those ladies and go, you guys are awesome, but I'm kind of really wishing I had her people. So I'm going to quit mm-hmm. focusing on you that much and just try to get hers. Like that would be so mean. It would be detrimental. It would be rude. It would be awful. We'd be like, you are awful. You can't even teach the Bible. We hate you. You know, right. um, but and nobody would that. outright say nobody that. Nobody would say that, but we do it in our hearts. But- Mm-hmm. We do it in our hearts. And so for me, I want to talk about it, not so we can be like, oh, gosh, I'm an awful person, but so that I can know, wait, I feel this in my heart. It's coming up. I need mm-hmm. to fight this. I need to fight it yes. because we get to fight it, guys. Like we get to fight our sin and our temptations. We get to fight them. That's like the beauty of Christianity and the gospel is that he's given us tools to fight this. We don't have to succumb to them. So I, I kind of hope that's like the longest winded answer of, I really do hope that this does feel like what you said. And I'm grateful that you said that because I just want women to know that you can fight against those things that are going to bring you down. You're listening to the Converge Podcast Network. And now a message from a network supporter. I wanted to take a break in our show today to tell you about an online parenting event that you or someone you know definitely won't want to miss. We're living in strange and difficult dates, wouldn't you say? And I think it's safe to say that parents feel the pressure to lead in their homes especially well right now. But wouldn't it be nice to feel the freedom to check that perfectionism at the door and become the perfectly imperfect parent God actually called you to be? It's time to sign up today for the Perfectly Imperfect Christian Parenting Event that will be held on October 23rd and 24th. This completely digital event was designed to give parents the practical and spiritual help needed to grow as leaders in the home. And it's in an easy and accessible digital format. With more than 40 available talks, you'll hear from amazing speakers like Aaron and Jamie Ivey, Mark Batterson, Jonathan Pitts, Nicole Zasowski, the Duck Dynasty Robertson family, and many, many more. Tickets are only $49, so we invite you or a parent that you love to register today for this digital Christian parenting event. Visit perfectlyimperfect.org to sign up today. Now, let's get back to today's show. Well, and I just, I so appreciate that you're kind of pulling back the curtain. Mm -hmm. You know, there, it can feel like people are trying to attain this level of success and essentially like join this, these ranks, right. Mm -hmm. That they think that if they got there, that that would be it. And first of all, hearing someone that, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I don't look up to you because I do, because you do what I do and you do it so well and so graciously, but I look up to you, you look up to somebody else and she looks up to somebody else. And if I set my eye, just making this personal for a second, like if I set my eyes on being the quote unquote next Jamie Ivy, well, then I'm missing Mm -hmm. the opportunity to be the first me, right? You know, and yeah, 
that goes, that amplifies and, and crosses boundaries. It's yeah. not just a podcast ministry book writing thing. You know, if you're trying to be this mom that you love, that you've watched mother and, and think she has done it so well, and you're so set on that, then you're missing like yeah. being the mom that God made you to be for your kids. And I 100%, think 100%, 100%, you have to show up for the people that you have, exactly like you said, you know, I, people that listen to the show have heard me tell the story. I grew at like really crazy breakneck speed last year. I started the year at 2000 followers and ended the year with like 11 and it was just bananas mm-hmm. and really fun. And I remember sitting down with one of my friends at coffee and, and saying, do you feel like I haven't changed, have I? Like, I'm good, right? I'm still the same, you know, even though mm-hmm. thousands of people are listening to my podcast and showing up on my Instagram and all this kind of stuff. And she, I will literally carry these words in my heart for the rest of my life. She said, you spoke to the people when they weren't there. Mm. So now they're just there. Yeah. That's the only difference. Yeah. And that's, oh gosh, if we were all doing that, if we were all loving and speaking to the people with the message or the gifting that God has given us right now, whether they show up or not, I feel like it would just enrich everyone's experience. For sure. For sure. And like, I mean, that's the whole thing like you be you because we don't need another Jamie Ivy. Believe me. Right. It's it's not that good. (laughs) We need people to be themselves and to be you like, you know, and you have a specific audience that you're speaking to and leading to and everyone does that. I was just telling my, my family the other day, and this kind of is about marriage a little bit, but I, I hope you see my point here is, um, while, while story and I had a girl's weekend, Aaron and my three boys were away on a dude's weekend. I tried to and let them bring, let them ask us to come, but they're like, no, you can't come. So anyhow, <laughs> they had that away and someone stopped by our house to pick something up. It doesn't matter. But I was telling him, I was like, man, here's the thing. Aaron is such a fun dad. Like he's the fun parent. It's just hands down. And it's sweet because whenever I say that out loud, my oldest son is like, mom, you're fun too. And so I am fun, but let's be honest. Aaron's really fun. Like really fun. Like he's like ice cream fun, go out late fun. He's a fun dad. And I am the parent at the home that keeps it all running, right? Like if I wasn't in our house, everything would fall apart. No one would ever go to a doctor. There'd be no forms filled out. No one would get anything dry. Nothing would happen, you guys. Yeah. And so I was telling them that we go together well in that way. And, And I know that feels like a marriage kind of statement and it is, but it also made me realize too, is I remember when I had young kids and I would see these moms do crafts with their kids and have these experiences. And I would think, I hate crafts so much. Like I hate it. (laughs) Like I cannot look at a, like a pipe cleaner and imagine a lion. I just, I can't do it. No. Mm -hmm. And so I had to fight that in my mothering of feeling like I must not be good enough for these kids. God gave them the worst mom he could possibly give. She's really good. But then when you have conversations between a mom who hates crafts and a mom who does love crafts, she's doing the same thing. She's looking at me wishing she had more fun, you know, taking the kids on a go-kart ride or something. You know what I mean? So there's always something, there's always something. And instead I want to look at my own life and go, you know what? I don't like crafts and that's okay. Yeah. I'm still a great mom and I still, God 
picked me for my kids. And like, if we have to do crafts, we might, but I don't like it. And I'm okay with saying that because it doesn't change who I am or the way God has made me or the relationship with my kids. So I think we can take this example of, I want what she has and don't have it into every area of our life. And I hope, I hope that we would get to the bottom of it and we would be able to say, but you know what? Like I'm me. And I feel like I'm writing a kid's mm. book here to be like, you're you, you should be you, but no, it is true. It's true um, so that's, Oh, I just, Maybe we all need a good, like we need you be you. And then we need the, the kids, the kids, you be you. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we need uh, sometimes like reading the Jesus storybook Bible. Oh, it'll it's like, the bring best. me to tears sometimes. I've cried many tears sometimes, through that Bible. Yes. Yeah. Like I just need things. I just need somebody, you know, sometimes like you were saying at the beginning of the interview, sometimes you do need somebody to just kind of grab you by the face and say, like, no, you be your, ver you be you, you do you. And, you know, we were talking kind of half jokingly before we started recording about both having tattoos and that sometimes that that can make people a little like, oh, mm -hmm. how, how much does she love Jesus right. if she has tattoos, you know? And that's, I've watched you carve a path and mm -hmm. do things differently and do life differently, do ministry differently. And that, that that's not to say that everybody else is blending in because obviously that's what everybody is doing but that is encouraging mm -hmm. to think that the quote-unquote that I, I feel like essentially the recipe to success is obedience so and, and and that does mean really open-handedly <laughs> giving up your what you thought success was yep. so you know, for, for me, sometimes it's showing up and talking about things that make people really uncomfortable, like bipolar and depression mm -hmm. and sex in your marriage mm -hmm. and not want, like not wanting to stay married and, you know, this, or, you know, taking medication as a Christian, you know, like, and it can be really easy to look around and feel like nobody else is doing that. So I shouldn't. Yeah. And I'm learning baby step very slowly learning that God's like well I mean somebody has to so and I'm not that's not to say that I'm the only person doing it but it can feel that way sometimes and that you know we're talking a lot about your giftings looking wanting your giftings to look like other people's because it's going to bring you fulfillment and satisfaction where I think a lot of the time I mean, somebody had to, you know, the first surrealist artist, people were probably like, what is that? <laughs> that is weird. And it is weird, but you know, somebody has to go first. Yeah. And the, uh, Jen Allwood, her book, Fear is Not the Boss of You, she has this line that I love it. The, the first person through the window usually gets bloody, mm. but thankfully God's a really good doctor. Mm. That's good. I love her by the way. Oh my gosh. I love her yeah, so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, it's so true of just taking those, those steps out and those leaps in confidence, you know, if God has equipped you mm -hmm. to do something that he's going to help you do it. Um, and that doesn't mean it's not scary sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. it's totally scary. Um, but just because something's difficult doesn't mean it's bad. And just cause it's scary doesn't mean it's bad either. Was it, was launching happy hour like hard and scary or were you just full blown? Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Let's go. Well, when I launched my podcast, had I known what I know today, what I'd be doing, I would have been scared to death. 
you know, uh, yeah, does that make sense? So yeah, you know, absolutely. You, you saying like I was one of the like, you know, the first people to do it. Let, let me make sure people get credit where credit's due. There were a handful of people doing yeah, what we do, what were, we do today, absolutely. for sure. I never want to like take their credit away because I was on one of their podcasts, you know, but I mean, I've been listening to podcasts for years, but I would just, you know, you would download it to your phone or years yeah. and years ago, I listened to relevant when we'd go on road trips and I'd have to download it to my iPod, you know? So yeah, when I started my podcast, it was, it was this thing for me of, okay, I need an outlet. I, I did radio for a hot minute and I needed, I needed an outlet cause I liked it so much. And I was a guest on someone's podcast and I thought, how about I try that? So for me, it was just, let's do this. This will be fun. Yeah. Had I known where we were going to end up, I would have been scared to death. Um, you know, <laughs> but I didn't I know anything. That, I've been through three right. logos, like different music. If you go back and listen to the first couple of ones, you're like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard in my whole life. You know, like the, my, my, don't you tell people to like start it Oh, like episode 50, when people are like, like, I've listened to all of them. I'm like, oh, dear Lord, I hope you saw the transition because we have gotten better <laughs> over here. So, but I just, I just jumped out and did it. I mean, you know, we have a, yeah. we have another podcast that by the time this comes out, it'll already be launched, but that, oh. that's been a whole different ball game because I'm not just jumping right. in anymore because there's this standard that we have over here for what we're going to produce and we need it to meet that. That standard is way different than what came out in you know, right. 2000 and, but you did it, but I did it. I did it. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. Six years later. Look what God can do. Look what God That's can do. So I know. Cool. Right. Through a podcast. It's crazy. Through a podcast. Well, and it's just grown to be so much more than that now, yes. but you know, who would have known, like you said, books and live events and speaking and it's just so cool. Crazy. I know. Um, so you have a really cool, like connection opportunity for people with your new book. With like a texting system. Yeah, this is so fun. You, I know. I'm like really excited about it. Can you tell us about I it? I would love to. So the book UBU comes out October 1st, uh, but I would like to be your friend on texting. And that sounds so like, will you be my MySpace friend or whatever? But it's true. <laughs> so if you text friend to 33777, we're going to send you a printable downloader that you can have. And then we're just going to tell you more about myself and my book. And it's a super easy way to connect. So it's friend to 33777. Uh, but you can also just find anything on jamieivy.com. Right. Well, and I'll, we'll put that the texting in your show description so that people awesome. can find it. And because I can't remember, I don't even remember what the numbers were. And you just said it three times. So, <laughs> I know it's hard. Uh, <laughs> if people are driving, they're like, crap, wait, I know. What I is it? I missed it. I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the show description. Don't stress. You can go grab it and, and text with Jamie Ivy and learn about the book and get a fun download. And then the book I'm sure is everywhere that you can buy books everywhere you can buy books it, yes everywhere you can buy books ubu it, it's out by the time that this is airing and i am genuinely so excited for that book to get oh, into people's thank hands you. it feels like you're swimming upstream in, in a river of personal development yeah. books that we need somebody saying yes work hard yes success is not bad like success is not a bad word but how are you defining success yeah. and how are you pursuing it? Love it. Thank you so much. All right. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right. See you next week.
show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. Our biggest storage event just got stronger. The Store More Save More event going on now at the Home Depot. Get the exclusive 77-inch Husky welded I-beam steel shelving for just $179. It now holds up to 10,000 pounds. Plus, it's the only steel shelving with a full lifetime warranty. Find more Husky steel shelving online at homedepot.com. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Limited time only. Events and dates vary by store. Claim based on 2,500 pounds per shelf when evenly distributed. See store for details. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.